the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made off money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Welcome back. This is our two hour dose of tonight's Andrea K show during the break. Skins and I had an interesting conversation. I'm not sure if I should put it out there to you guys. Maybe for Friday fun day might be a good save pop culture. One. We'll save that for pop culture. We get into some interest. I will tell y'all we get into some interesting pop culture. It is a very. It was a thought provoking question. I think. Yeah, I think it is. I think we've got some serious things to get into tonight, in- including. Um, the, the crime wave happening at retail so much across the country that Starbucks is now having to train their workers on active shooters. That's um, a good thing. I mean, it's sad, but it's a good thing. Well, we're going to talk about that next segment. So stay tuned for that. Save it for air. Say- <laughs> I always know when I got a good topic because Skins is like ready to talk about it. Just like, save it, save it, save He's it. He's ready, ready to talk about it. Um, 888-344-344. 1170 um, before the break we were talking about uh, last last segment we were talking about rising protests around the country that have to do with freedoms in, in all different ways basically pushing back against every aspect of the world economic forum and the global reset which includes covid restrictions it includes what they're doing to our food chains and our supply chains and energy prices and farming etc um are you prepared to push back or are you like path of least resistance because let me tell you it's not getting it's not going away i'm about to read to you what what former fda and cdc and nih people have to say about what's going on with the deep state in, involving our health now this article is is focused more on children but if they're doing going to if if what they're doing with children here it, it it just goes to show you can be darn sure they're going to do it to you well it just means that the that the grip on us through our health as a part of the great reset is not going away and what are you prepared to do to push back for the future of this country for your children and your grandchildren against the the forces of the new world order 888-344-1170 so here's this was an article that Rand paul tweeted today and it was written by a couple of doctors uh they are dr marty mccary who is a professor at johns hopkins school of medicine okay so not exactly you know a lowbrow doctor right we can all agree that johns hopkins is probably continues to be our premier uh, medical uh, school also uh, dr mccary is also author of the price we pay and is a medical advisor to virginia governor glenn youngkin dr tracy beth hogue is an epidemiologist affiliated with the florida department of health who has published research on covid19 in schools in the cdc's own journal mmwr so i would i would say that before i get into some specifics in this article that these are well-respected doctors who know from which they are talking about here 
So these doctors are talking about in this article, and this is found at Common Sense dot news and again Rand paul retweeted this article today if you want to if you want to find it there as well the doctors go on to say the calls and text messages are relentless on the other end are doctors and scientists at the top levels of the nih the fda and the cdc they are variously frustrated exasperated and alarmed about the direction of the agencies to which they have devoted their careers. Quote, it's like a horror movie I'm being forced to watch and I can't close my eyes. One senior FDA official lamented, people are getting bad advice and we can't say anything. That particular FDA doctor was referring to two recent developments inside the agency. First, how with no solid clinical data, the agency authorized COVID vaccines for infants and toddlers, including those who had already had COVID. And second is the fact that just months before the FDA bypassed their external experts to authorize boosters for young children. But that doctor is hardly alone at the NIH. Doctors and scientists complain to us about low morale and lower staffing. The NIH's Vaccine Research Center has had many of its senior scientists leave over the last year, including the director, deputy director, and chief medical officer. Quote, they have no leadership right now. Suddenly, there's an enormous number of jobs opening up at the highest level positions, one NIH scientist said. And the CDC has experienced a similar exodus. Quote, there's been a large amount of turnover. Morale is low. Things have become so political. So what are we there for? A CDC scientist said, I used to be proud to tell people I work at the CDC. Now I'm embarrassed. Why do they say they're embarrassed, Skins? Bad science. The heads of the agencies are using weak or flawed data to make critically important public health decisions. That such decisions are being driven by what's politically palatable to people in Washington or the Biden administration, and they have a myopic focus on one virus instead of overall health. And nowhere has this problem been more clear or the stakes higher than in the policy regarding children and COVID. First, they demanded young children be masked in schools. On that score, the agencies were wrong. Compelling data later found that schools that masked children had no different rates of transmission. And for social and linguistic development, children need to see the faces of others. Next came school, sh- school closures. The agencies were wrong and catastrophically so. Poor and minority children suffered learning loss with an 11-point drop in math scores alone and a 20% drop in math pass rates. Then they ignored natural immunity. The vast majority of children have already had COVID, but this has made no difference in blanket mandates for childhood vaccines. And now by mandating vaccines and boosters for young, healthy people with no strong supporting data, these agencies are only further eroding public trust. It's not even about eroding public trust at this point, because who has trusted the CDC now? When was the last time you trusted these people? One scientist said the CDC failed to balance the risk of COVID with other risks that come from closing schools. This from a CDC official uh, scientist learning loss, mental health exasperations were obvious early on. Let me repeat that learning loss, mental health exacerbations were obvious early on. And those worsened as the guidance insisted on keeping schools virtual. Fauci knew they knew what they were doing to kids, and yet they continued. An official at the FDA is quoted here saying, I can't tell you how many people at the FDA have told me, I don't like any of this, but I just need to make it to my retirement. This is what we're dealing with here. It's rotted, fetid to the core, in my opinion. You know children 
are being destroyed and their lives are being destroyed, but you just want to make it to your retirement. The FDA is nothing but a money-making scheme for big pharma. The CDC and the NIH are nothing but a bunch of deep state hacks who are all about their power and the, the all of the all of these institutions over 70 something percent of FDA drug uh, approved drugs end up with red labels. Why do you think every time you see a drug ad they got to tell you like I see one up there Cabanuva that's probably going to ha- they're going to have to use the fast speak or whatever fast forward as they go through for 30 seconds all the different potential side there's effects. There's so many side effects. A lot of this, Andrea, too, I mean, maybe I'm just thinking too hard on this, but is this anything like the military where maybe they're trying to force some people out so they have a completely complicit NIH or CDC? Well, but see, and that's part of this article, too, as they talk about how they're basically they're they're basically under threat to stay silent. So they're all staying silent. Which makes them, to me, just no better than, than the Nazis over there who kept, who kept quiet, particularly those that participated in the medical experiments. They just kept quiet. And you know what? They're just as bad as Fauci to me. Three weeks ago, getting back to the article, three weeks ago, the CDC vigorously recommended mRNA uh, COVID vaccines for 20 million children under the age of five. And Rochelle Walensky uh, declared that mRNA COVID vaccine should be gi- given to everyone six months or older. Um, there's no data. Uh, recommending uh, uh, provided by Pfizer or Moderna, according to these scientists. These are CDC scientists saying that there's no data to support this. Quote, starting with Pfizer, using a three-dose vaccine in 992 children between the ages of six months and five years, Pfizer found no statistically significant evidence of vaccine efficacy. They know that it doesn't work on children. They know it. So why are they still trying to get you to inject your kid with this? Regard, uh, referring to Pfizer's vaccine efficacy in healthy young children, one high-level CDC official whose expertise is in the evaluation of clinical data joked, quote, you can inject them with it or squirt it in their face and you'll get the same benefit. Every time I see a parent proudly showing a picture of their kid getting jabbed, it makes me want to reach through the screen and smack their yeah, it face. It makes me very angry. Moderna's results... Let's give them. They conducted a study of 6,388 children with two doses were not much better. Um, I, I think it, it, it worked at 4%. I think it had a 4% efficacy. Um, they claimed 23% efficacy in children aged two to six years, um, but which is still not significantly significant. Um, they don't have any data in terms of how long these these shots are supposed to give protections. And one CDC official said, it seems criminal that we put out the recommendation. Let me repeat that. It seems criminal. We put out the recommendation to give mRNA COVID vaccines to babies without good data. We really don't know what the risks are yet. So why push it so hard? A high level FDA official felt the same way. He said the public has no idea how bad this data really is. It would not pass muster for any other authorization. And yet the FDA and the CDC pushed it out and continues to push it through. At least good news here is that only 2% of parents of age of children age um, under age five have chosen to get the shot. And 40% of parents in rural areas say their pediatricians did not recommend the COVID shot for their child. The FDA's 
two top vaccine regulators, Dr. Marion Gruber, director of the FDA's vaccine office, and her deputy director, Dr. Philippe Krauss, Philip Krauss, quit the agency last year over political pressure to authorize vaccine boosters on young people. After their departure, they wrote scathing commentaries explaining why the data did not support a broad booster authorization, arguing in the Washington Post that, quote, the push for boosters for everyone could actually prolong the pandemic. A CDC scientist said it felt like we're a political tool. As one NIH scientist said, there's a silence, an unwillingness for agency scientists to say anything, even though they know that what's being said out of the agency is absurd. People felt like they couldn't speak. You get labeled based on what you say. If you talk about it, you will suffer. Um, And particularly if they talk about herd immunity and natural immunity. As of February, and uh, well, before I give you stats, um, the scientists are saying, um, that we're insisting on immunizing children who have already had some immunity to the disease. Um, as of February, 75% of children in the U.S. already had natural immunity. It could be easily over 90% now with Omicron. There's absolutely, there, there's, no just, there's no justification for why they are hell-bent and obsessed with having your kid injected. Let me tell you what's going on here. And the article goes on to talk about the other countries around here, uh, around the world, like Denmark announced on June 22nd, its recommendation to vaccinate any children under age 16 was a mistake. Quote, the vaccinations were not predominantly recommended for the child's sake, but to ensure pandemic control. Hat tip to Denmark. Because every bit of this is about people control. It's about early indoctrination of children. Because the plan is, is that going forward, there was never any new normal. Remember, it was if you stay inside your home, these therapeutics don't work. Hydroxychloroquine, none of that works. You just got to stay. You got to you got to stay the course. Be willing to to have your business and your lives destroyed. Stay inside. And then once we get these shots out, you'll be able to get back to normal. Do we have any normal coming our way? No. Is this normal? Trying to inject six month olds with shots when they've when they don't need it. Is that your idea of normal? Two years later, is it your idea of normal that where they're now going to tell you you have to you're forced to wear a face covering to go into the grocery store? Is that your idea of, of, of normal of American society? No, that's insane. This is insanity. We are completely off the rails and we don't have who was speaking out much against this. Oh, Rand Paul did a tweet. Uh, uh, well, Congressman Biggs and then that's it. We, we need mass pushback against this. We need to be rallying in the streets and saying, you know, no, no on these shot mandates, no on any mask going forward. There should be protests already in the streets of L.A. today that they are telling you that on July 29th, you're going to have to wear a mask back again indoors. And again, remember, San Diego, they're highly looking at doing the same thing here. Well, we've got we, we reported Friday night or whenever it was at Comic-Con is back. You've got to show proof of a shot now and um, as well as a mask. If everybody's showing up there with a shot. What are you worried if about? They were, why, why do anybody need to wear a mask? There is no normal under their watch. There was some person out of Canada, some elected official out of Canada, who tweeted out, yeah, I've got the, I've got the BA5 new variant, and, and my throat feels like it's got razor blades, and I feel terrible, but oh my gosh, thank goodness I got the... I, I got, you know, uh, the shot and three boosters because how, you know, otherwise I might really be sick. <laughs> You've lost your mind. 
there's a mental illness right now and and and, and that's that's the mental illness the um there was a term for it, the mass mass psychosis formation and it's real it's easier how do we we how do we get it out of the minds of people that have allowed their minds to become injected with the real injection was the injection of panic and fear over a virus well, get it as you and I always point out. It started with the mask too. They got people so convinced they needed to wear a mask. Now, people are by themselves in their car and they're with a mask on. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. We're going to take a break. We come back. What else is the CD? What is the CDC and, and Planned Parenthood cooked up together? And what does and what does it have to do with your children? Because Planned Parenthood is all about getting rid of babies, isn't it? So what are they what are they working with the CDC on? It's certainly not to do anything good for your kids. In fact, they want your kids to hide it from you. And we're going to share that story with you on the other side of the break. Bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Skins was telling me during the break he's had enough reality. Can we can we talk about something fun for a moment or something more feel good? It's a oh, kind of a news day. Yeah, it's yeah, it hasn't been a, gr- a great news day. Um, but you know, I, I, I when I started doing the show, it I, you know I didn't I didn't you know. Was hard it about truths. to? Yeah, it's about hard truths about what's going on. Uh, but there's always, a, I always like to have a laugh. We had a laugh with Congressman Biggs. But, you know, we can't, um, as Christians, we can't bury our heads in the sand. We, but we always, we always can, can stay in good spirits by remembering that he's on the throne. And uh, but if we do want to take a break for a feel good story, I found one. I heard during the break. I'm excited to hear about it. <laughs> I'm loving this story because we got a crime wave across the country, and in, there's in the in the stupid criminals and criminal act gone wrong. Um, a there were four suspects who tried to force their way into the Pensacola home. And you can see them on ring camera. This article I just found on dailymail.co.uk. This is in Pensacola, Florida on July 7. They try to bust their way into this home. And they're armed, by the way. And you can see it on camera. Except they didn't expect that the homeowner was going to be armed himself. And he starts shooting at them and they run off. Um, two of the three, a deterrence hack. Hackworth, 20, and Antonio Dwayne Dean Jr., 18, were arrested. There's a, their cops are looking for a third, Joseph Roman Sanders, 18, um, and they're trying to identify the fourth suspect. So I think this was a really feel, a feel good story in the fact that, um, what stops bad dudes with a gun? A good guy with a gun. And the Florida sheriff said the homeowner will absolutely not face charges after he shot at least two of the home invaders during their burglary attempt. He said, um, Let's see what the sheriff said. He said, basically, if you come, I was going to quote him here, but he says, you try to come into my home and break into my home, I'm going to shoot at you. So, you know what? Why would I charge this homeowner here? You know, they're trying to disarm America, Andrea, and there's a lot of gun owners just like that, that uh, uh, they're not going to go along with that. Well, this is why we need the Second Amendment. Amen. He actually had two, uh, the homeowner actually had a couple of of weapons. First was a handgun. I think what happened was they did bust their way in. 
And so he dropped his handgun in that moment. And but then he was able to get to another piece of the head, which I think might have been a shotgun. <laughs> and you can see them su- running out. Um, no, the homeowner said, if someone breaks into my front door, barges in and attacks me or my family, they're going to get shot. I afford that same uh, consideration to the residents of my county. That was the homeowner. Man, this dude's a nominee for Hero of the Week. Amen. I agree. Yeah. So I'm loving I'm loving that story because Coming to my home. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it should be. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have another feel-good story? I mean, to call we, us. We, we want to hear them. 888-344-1170. We've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week tomorrow. We could start, you know, a, a little sooner looking for some feel-good You know, I'm going to nominate, too. I know um, he was just on, but I'm going to nominate Congressman Biggs because, you know, kudos to him for always standing up, even when there's not a whole lot of people on his side. Yeah. You know, there are some people that, you know, run for office and actually do stick to principles. He has not gotten swallowed up by the swamp. Not the slightest. No, not at all. Um, I, w- we might as well talk a little bit about that pop culture. Yeah, let's topic. do it. Um, okay, so I don't even know how we got on the subject, but I asked Skins. I water cooler talk. S- it was water cooler talk. And I had seen, I had seen a, a story involving a celebrity that had to do with surrogacy. And when we're talking about pro-life issues these days and abortion issues these days, it got me thinking about surrogacy because what was going on with this this celebrity it was Chloe Kardashian. And I hesitate to say the name because that people might think I actually watched the Kardashians, which I do not. It just happened to be um, what happened was I on Instagram, this headline pops up that she's going to have a baby with her ex-boyfriend who cheated on her, who she doesn't have a relationship with she's going to have a baby with him via surrogate and clearly i I think you know she she's got a kid with this man so she wants to have her child have a sibling um but she's obviously not in a relationship with him and so she's using surrogacy and technology basically to give her kid a sibling in an unnatural way and it just struck me as you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. It just seems it makes me queasy. It so diminishes what a family is supposed to be. And the coming together, a man leaving his family and cleaving unto his wife, starting a new family, it just minimizes it and trivializes it. I think surrogacy is a beautiful, wonderful option for people who can't have a child. Oh, and you would ask me, and that was my answer. If you're not able to biologically have a baby, that's a wonderful option. Yeah. Um, um, to trivialize it, I mean, and it's one thing to say, well, I want, I, I basically want him to make, I, I want my child to have a sibling. I'm not in another relationship. I'd like it to have a sibling that you know, shares 100% DNA. Yeah. Why not carry it yourself? Is it because you don't want to stretch mark? I mean, just everything about it just makes me queasy. And, and I'm, am I being too judgy? 888-344-1170. We are going to go to the phones. Troy is on the line. He says he has a homework assignment for us. Troy, I don't remember. It's been a long time since I took algebra, baby. Haven't been in school for hopefully, a while, Troy. What do we got to do? Hopefully it ain't a math problem you got me to solve for you. What, what say you, Troy? It, okay, I'm sorry. It's difficult. But <laughs> you know, I think you guys can do this. Okay, what is it? You need to go on the internet. You need to look at a Twilight Zone episode called... Oh, I'm all over it. What's it called? Man. It's called what? The Obsolete Man. It's a Twilight Zone video. Troy, I will do this homework assignment this year. You will not believe it. You will be, oh my gosh. Twilight Zone. Okay, I found Twilight Zone. Now, what's the name of the episode? The Obsolete Man. 
If you know this, it'll be helpful. Do you know what season of the Twilight Zone it's in? Season two. Oh, I, no, just I, found it. I just found it. I just found it. I just found it. The Obsolete Man season two, Twilight Zone, full episode on Daily Motion. Okay, you've got my, you've got, you've piqued my curiosity, Troy. Can you summarize what this episode's about for us? Uh, I can, but I just want you to watch it because you're okay. going to watch it and you're okay. like, oh my God. Andrea, if you okay. commit to watch it tonight, I will. Uh, okay, we're going to watch it tonight, Troy. Now, why, what, what prompted you to recommend that we watch this tonight? At least tell us that. Okay, I was, uh, I like watching The Twilight Zone. You know, they got some trippy shows. You and both, sir. Really good stuff. Yeah. And, I, and this morning at like 6, 6.30, I was up and I, and I watched it and when I saw this, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'd seen it before, but I didn't think about it as much. But with what's going on all over America now, when you watch this, you're just going to be, oh my gosh. And this was done, when was the the Twilight Zone? My parents used to... 60 years ago, about 60 years ago. Wow, so so whoever produced this episode kind of was prophetic, is what you're telling us, as to what's going on. Wow, that's interesting. Burgess Meredith. That's the one you want to watch. Oh, oh yes. I, love I love Burgess Meredith. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. You know what was yes. another show okay. my parents used to watch, Troy? I don't know if you know that. Um, I, I, I think I watched, I must have watched an episode of it when I was a kid. They put me too young in front of the TV. It gave me nightmares. It was Night Gallery. Who remembers Night Gallery? I don't remember Night Gallery very well. Well, see, that's your homework assignment, Troy. <laughs> is oh, to go, I see. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, well, yeah. Okay. We're going to hey, watch. Troy, if we watch this tonight, call the show tomorrow. I'd like to yeah. wrap it with you about it. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so, One stink of the wink. Yes. All right. So we will we will chat with you tomorrow night. Call us after 730. And our homework assignment is going to be, and everybody else's homework assignment. Maybe we'll all have like a group convo about this tomorrow night. Twilight Zone, okay. the opposite, the obsolete man obsolete season two. Man. All right, Troy. Thank you so much for calling. Now, yes. A quick stink of the week, though. Okay. NASCAR. Oh, what NASCAR? Why? I'm a huge NASCAR. Huh? Why? What NASCAR do? I hadn't heard. I'm a huge NASCAR fan. I've loved it for years, but all of a sudden they jumped on the the alphabet soup bandwagon. How? What'd they do now? I uh, just started doing the whole LGBTQ following them and everything like that. You know, they used to be very much a very, very conservative organization all the way around. And to see them flip like this, with the exception of Joe Gibbs, he I don't think he'll put anything LGBTQ out there. He's Christian, and everybody knows it, but well, I just I, can't believe I see them doing that now. Well, there's just no reason for it. I mean, you know, I, you know, I'm able to go through life during the day without having to display every opinion that I have and who and who I'm interested, uh, attracted to, without having to display that all over my body in my car. Yeah, if I'm racing, I just yeah, want to be I, racing. Yeah. Right. I mean, I get that. I get that uh, the different cars have different sponsors, right? Um, so, may, you know, so, I mean, if it's a sponsor of maybe a, a gay, you know, company that would be one thing. No, it's, it's NASCAR. It's right. NASCAR organization. Right. And that's where I have a problem with it because it's just, yes. it's all about shoving yes. agenda on people and shoving agenda. They, they refuse yes. to let us have one aspect of our lives where they're not. And these are the same people, Troy, that tell us, how dare you try to shove your religious beliefs, you know, down our throat. You know, you can't, you know, try going, going to, you know, to, to a pride parade, waving your Bible around and trying oh, to talk to people about Jesus. They don't want to hear it, right? 
I don't, you I know. I do it anyway, but okay. Well, <laughs> all right, Troy, we're up against a break. Got to leave it there. Thank you so all much right. for calling in. All right. And we're, when we come back, I, maybe I might still got to give some veggies. I'm going to look for another soft story. Something, something a little bit lighter for y'all. We'll think, we'll think about that as we as we transition I'm into. Glad Troy called though. Yeah, I am glad he called. All right, stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show on the other side of the break. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. On the answer, San Diego. Okay, don't stop because it'll <laughs> soon be here. Okay, <laughs> it'll soon be here. <laughs> it'll be here better than before. I, I, I just, you know what? When you want to smile, yes. you play that. Well, I need to find out who this woman is and see if I can find more of her work as Kamala. She's, She's absolutely good. brilliant. Um, do you guys have a homework assignment for us? Some movies, something, a TV, TV show, anything you want us to watch? 888-344-1170. Here's my nominee for Stink of the Week. This is some creepy, creepy stuff yeah, here. This is sick. Elon Musk's father, 76, says he has had a second child with his 35-year-old stepdaughter, who he's raised since the age of four. And he says he refuses to live with them because, quote, the kids start to get on my nerves. Um, look, I've said for a while that Elon Musk is weird. He doesn't own a... He just, he just bragged that he had a set of twins, making it number... Children number... That he's got nine kids now, and he's doing his job to populate the planet because we've got, you know too much depopulation going on and it's like you know i think i said at the show on the show that night look you know i don't have a problem with with somebody a, a dude spreading his seed right as long as you are going to stay around and properly tend that be a father and tend that garden he doesn't even own his own home he he couch surfs i've said for and, and you know brian maloney has been very critical of of uh, from red wave america of elon musk being a drug addict and all kinds of issues clearly he's he you can be absolutely brilliant business wise and be a creep and you know and 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 i don't know what happened in elon musk's childhood but his stepsister has just had baby number two with his dad the whole you know that is just beyond creepy i don't know at what point he begs the question at what point his sexual relationship with his stepdaughter began um According to this article, Tesla uh, CEO Elon Musk reportedly went, quote, berserk when he learned his father had the first kid with his stepsister. Um, sure, he's not too happy about yeah, this Yeah. Um, Elon Musk has previously described his father as evil and a terrible u- human being, you think? Um this is an example of, of, of grooming, in my opinion. I, I don't know much about what went on with his family, but even if he... And I and I'm not from a blended family where there's you know stepchildren involved or whatever, but you know I, I would kind of think it might be a little bit akin to having nieces and nephews. They're not your biological children, but you you love them because they're you know um, born of somebody that you love, and you're around them from the time they're little, and there's just a bond there. I don't know I don't know how you. You don't have a, 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 a strong 100% maternal or paternal instinct to a child that, that you come in contact with that you know from diapers. I don't know how you you abandon. It's not as though she was his stepdaughter in her 20s, you know, and came into it. You know, even then, though, it's still it's still inappropriate and disgusting. This man's a, this man is an absolute pedophile. 
feel, I don't know the, uh, he's a pedophile in my opinion. I don't think there's any way to put it. Um, so, and it was only in 2018 and also in his seventies. I mean, you know, she's 35. He's in his seventies. Um, he's been around her since she was four. I mean, when did this, when did this, this is just bizarre. I hate to even ask when it started. Uh, um, wow. Errol and Jaina, uh, this stepdaughter and must dad are no, are no longer living together as Jaina is getting on at 35 years of age. And if I'm still around, she might wind up back with me. He claimed, I don't even know what that may, that means. Um, basically I guess he's saying she needs to get on with her life. Why'd you have two kids with her? It's just everything about this. He said he would like to have them living with him, but the last time they visited, the kids were starting to get on my nerves. Because, you know, that's what kids do. Kids, basically, the kids were acting like kids. Yeah, that's, the, that's kind of their, their job, and your job is to raise them. He said that uh, he refused to rule out having even more children, saying the only thing we are on earth for is to reproduce. There's some people that need to have parts removed so they don't reproduce. Evil people, monstrous people, need to not reproduce. And to me, this is in the monster category. That's evil. This is evil. And this is absolutely disgusting. Wow. Um, I thought I was supposed to find the kid. The kids are beautiful, though. I'll tell you that. Um, um, so I was supposed to find a feel-good story. That wasn't exactly... That wasn't feel-good, feel Andrea. That wasn't feel-good. You know what? I, um, hmm. I don't know. Y'all got a feel good story. 888-344-1170. I got I got to share some, some, we're going to take a break. We come back. I got to serve some vegetables. I got to tell everybody what's happening with the CDC and Planned Parenthood. And you know what? Here's the good news with knowledge. We can actually get involved and save children. And then we can really feel good. We can really feel good when we save children. So I'm going to share with you the partnership between the CDC and Planned Parenthood. And what they're doing with kids and what you need to know about it so you can stop them from destroying children. Stay tuned. We're Andrea K. Show on its way. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I'm actually going to end on a, on a feel-good story, a little bit of good news. But i got to give you guys some vegetables right now before you get your dessert. Okay. All right, so uh, the Centers for Disease Control is promoting to youth an online chat space that discusses sex, polyamorous relationships, the occult, sex change operations, and activism. And it's specifically being designed to to quickly hidden uh, the site while it's being used. And it also mixes LBGT adults and children. So there's there's actually adults involved here communicating with children. It's called Two Chat Space. And the platform is advertised on the CDC's LBGT Health Youth Resources page. Um, this is an article from Breitbart. Um, and so I encourage you to go there to Breitbart to read the article because then you can see actual memes and, and ads that they're running there on the site. Um, the chat service describes itself as a community for LBGTQ plus teens. It's available for those ages 13 through 19. It can be hidden from parents. 
Um, the QChat hosts conversations on a number of different mature and sexual topics, including drag culture 101, sexual relationships, having multiple genders, bipan youth. One chat celebrates uh, RuPaul's drag race, while another is called queer youth activism, um, which is intended for, quote, youth of color. Um, there's conversations on gender affirmation surgeries. It's just everything um, that should be um, discussed at home and dealt with at home that involves sexualizing of children, pushing them into transgenderism is on this site. One of the rules of QTED is to, quote, keep confidentiality and agree that, quote, what's shared here stays here. An academic article about QChat published on the National Library of Medicine website praised the service for its ability to be hidden from parents, saying that the platform's chat-based nature likely helps youth avoid concerns about family members accidentally overhearing the conversation. In fact, it shows you a way. Um, there's a large button on the bottom of the screen that says click tap here for a quick escape. And it shows a stick figure running away. And it's a way to hide um, from parents. In fact, what's that teaching your kids? Well, what it is, if, if you have if you are engaged in a conversation with children and you're trying to tell them to keep it away from their parents, then you're in a form you're participating in, in grooming. That's all there is. There's actually a part, um, one of the chats uh, it, session was called Finding Chosen Family, how to deal with family during the holidays. So it's all about, this is the same grooming techniques that, that a pedophile chooses in order to try to separate a brainwashing. child. Brainwashing. trying to keep secrets, separating them from their family, trying to form a bond, adults trying to form a bond with children. Um, this, is, this is about as bad as it gets, and it's run in part by Planned Parenthood. So you think Planned Parenthood's only into trying to off kids, right, and, and infanticide. Well, if they man, and I said this before, uh, before I even knew about this, if, if a baby manages to make it out of the birth canal, then Planned Parenthood still wants to be involved, and at that point, in destroying their minds. So that's what's happening here. Um, before I end on my good news story, I'm going to quickly go back to the phones for another feel-good story. It looks like Ramona, or is it, or is it our friend Ramona? Tony from Ramona. Oh, Tony from Ramona. <laughs> do I need reading glasses soon? I think you do. Tony from Ramona is on the line with a feel-good story. Hey, Tony. Hey, Andrea. How you doing? I've talked to you before when yeah. I worked potato chip, but on Monday, I work with special needs kids in softball and in Special Olympics, but I met a young man from uh, Illinois, and Bryce came out. His, his uh, organization is called Beautiful Lives. He's blind, and he had great experiences in sports growing up. He has a master's degree in sports management, but what he does through Beautiful Lives, he arranges in cities, which he arranged here in, in Santee on Monday, in cooperation with Triple Crown Girls Softball, which are 14-year-old girls that play in tournaments around the United States. So he comes to San Diego, got Triple Crown to bring 14-year-old girls out that wanted to volunteer, and on Monday they were preparing they came in early for the tournament during the week so we had girls from sacramento and fresno coming down and we had 20 kids in wheelchairs and different (gasps) disabilities on the fields and the girls each kid had about eight girls from a team surrounding them playing catch high five and having having the best damn time and it was really special and bryce does this all He's blind. Wow. This is incredible. I spent the day with him Sunday, 
And uh, I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm just going to be bored. I go, okay, I'll pick you up. So I pick him up. I said, you ever had a fish taco? He said, no. I said, we're going to Rubio's. <laughs> oh, wow. I said, nice. I said, do you like Dairy Queen? I said, I love Dairy Queen. Well, I know the owner of Dairy Queen. He sponsors my team in Mount Carmel, Mario. We go there. Mario's there. Gives him a big hug. Aww. I said, Bryce, Bryce, when was the last time you were, you were at the beach? He said, 24 years ago in Florida with my aunt. I said, we're going to Torrey Pines, dude. <gasps> so I took him to Torrey Pines. We sat out there on the rocks. Aww. I said, I said, you want to go in the water? I said, it's pretty cold. I said, nah, I don't want to get my feet messed up. He said, but could you find some seashells for my 14-year-old sister? He has three do- three sisters. He's the oldest. Uh-huh. So I got him some shells and some smooth rocks, and Aww. what a great day. Wow. Andrea, I just literally so have had a smile on my face for the last two and a half minutes. I know. And How did you meet him? Andrea, um, he just, somebody, I, because I've been involved with special needs for a long time in, in the area, Somebody said, you got to get a hold of Tony. So he and I communicated by phone. I'd never met him before. But, you know, I just, like I said, I asked him what the heck he was going to be doing. He says, nothing. I'll be bored. So I uh, I pick him up and I go, okay, dude, tell me what to do. I've never been wow. with a blind person. Well, you know he said, what? Your, he you... said, give me your left arm and, and let's go. And wow. What if I, I wish that you had had p- pics of that that you could share with us. But you know what? You're my hero of the week, Tony. I would say <laughs> it would be him. Good story. Yeah, that's the ultimate feel good story. You know, he's he's runner up because obviously he's a hero and what he does and how he gives back. But so are you, you know, because yeah, check it. Check this out, Andrew. Yeah. So, you know what he's done? He has given color commentary for one hundred and fifty five baseball games. <gasps> wow. So how the heck does he do that? I don't know. He meant somebody does the play by play, but when they come up to the plate, Bryce knows the player inside and out. That's incredible. That's who he is, blah, blah, blah. So he does the commentary to the game. And he did this for independent baseball league in Illinois. The owner of the team liked Bryce so much. He helped him found his foundation and has funded it for the last five years. Wow. It was a special day. Well, you know what? I'm so grateful that you called in tonight to share this story about him and you're doing your day. We need, you know what? We, Skins, I'm glad you said a a few segments back you needed, you needed to shift us and feel good. We needed, we needed this. And the Lord had you call us in tonight and share that story with us because we really needed to end on. Thank you so much, Tony. Tony. We appreciate you. Love you. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. I'm so glad that you had a shift to something something this, more positive. This type of story, Andrea, this is what life is all about. Yeah, and you know what? It just goes to show that, you know, that there are still so many. Uh, to me, I think that that's just represents America, right? Uh, who we are really this is as a culture. This is That's the heart of America. You've got this blind guy who's not sitting around, you know, just feeling sorry for himself. He's carving out, you know, just n- not just an amazing life for himself, but also giving back to others. Then you've got Tony who works with special needs people who just decides to just offer a day to a, not even knowing how do you host a blind guy around a town. And he just did it. And they just had an amazing day and that should be an inspiration for us as we go forward to be giving back instead of whatever our circumstances are there's probably somebody we can be a blessing to so i'm going to lift this up lord show me tomorrow who i can be a blessing to and tony you are a blessing to us tonight both of us yes both of us and we'll be back tomorrow night for friday fun day peace out love you all three stars 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.